So before we actually get into this episode, I just want to extend a great thank you to Charles, who was on their episode today, for being the first person to record a late night episode with me. Um, he was very willing, <laughs> or more so it's against his will, because of time constraints, but hopefully we're still able to deliver a positive episode to you guys and make a great impact. So without further ado, here's our episode. Hope you guys enjoy. What do you want? That's uh <laughs> That's how we're gonna start it. I know. Um I don't know. Uh for my life I I wanna travel and see the world. But more than just that, um I'm very kinesthetic. So for instance, in the car today when we went to Cookie Crumble. Mm-hmm. I completely zoned out because I'm feeling the cool breeze rush. I'm bald, by the way, for, for those <laughs> listening. Um, so we're driving and the windows are down. So I'm feeling the cool breeze kind of rush past the surface of my head. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> through, through my luscious waves. And... And I'm looking into the trees, like into the tree line. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I love the outdoors as well. Uh, like camping, being in the woods. So I, I was, I was, I sort of sunk in to my senses. Um, what the environment felt like or yeah my sense of touch feeling the wind my sight seeing the woods um my the taste of the wind <laughs> you brought to the five senses uh i guess i was tasting cookie crumble mentally <laughs> um my the the smell it was a weird it was an interesting smell it was a combination of smells because there was outdoor as well as the individuals in the car and what they were wearing. I hope they smelled good. No, they didn't smell bad at all. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you know who you were on that day, I apologize. One, two, three. Touch. Every, everything Two. but sight. Oh, and what it sounded like. Yeah. Um. Dang. Wow. Oh, uh, <laughs> what, it, what it sounded like. It was so... What was going on around me? Oh wow, that train! There was there was there were a lot of sounds going on around. Um, there was the engine of the car, 
uh, the sound of the road underneath the car, the vibration traveling through the car. But then there was the conversation in the front seat between the driver and the passenger. There was the conversation to my right with the other passenger. There's the wind blowing past my ears. And then there are the, the few external sounds that are outside. So with that description, um, it kind of gives more, I guess, sight into how I experience things in my senses. Uh, and you would say that contributes to how you formulate what it is that you want. Yeah. So like the feeling of being in the outdoors, the feeling of freedom, adventure. Yeah. So when I say travel, I don't just mean, oh, I want to see this site. Oh, yeah. Like I want to go to, you know, the grocery store. That's travel. Oh, I want to see. <laughs> I want to go to the Eiffel Tower. Of P- oh, f- I almost said Eiffel Tower of Pisa. <laughs> oh, I want to go to the Eiffel Tower in France. No, like when I go there, I want to feel everything. So for me, travel, I can't sit on a TV and see the Eiffel Tower. Because, yeah, I'm visualizing it. Even if it's VR, I'm visualizing it in yeah. kind of but, a real but space. But your want is, for you specifically, is almost an entire out like entire bodily experience. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> I think that's a great transition to into, I guess, the normal conversation of wants is always dualism. There's always want and then there's need. Mm-hmm. And for you to have your wants satisfied, you need to feel everything and not just in terms of being present, but also being able to interact with your environment, being able to experience whatever it is that you want, whether it's a Baja Blast from Taco Bell, which are, I've had too many this week to count. Yeah, it's time to uh, flush our systems. Yeah, (laughs) or whether it's, I just want to go explore a new place and just feel the wind on my follicles and (laughs) everything like that. No, so really, I hate museums for that very purpose. (laughs) Does it restrict the want? Yes. (laughs) Because, okay, so I look at a painting, especially an old painting, and I see the the strokes of the paintbrush. I want to touch it. I want to feel this. Like I want to feel the 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 trough. Ribs on the painting or the the canvas. The trough and the the top part. The crest. The crest, yeah. I want to feel the crested trough of the bristles of the paintbrush through the different types of paint, whether it's like an oil-based paint. Acrylic. Acrylic or water. Watercolor. Um, Even with statues. Yeah, like, have you ever, like, rubbed your hand on, like, some marble? It feels amazing. It feels amazing. (laughs) It's like, I don't get that in my comment every day. No, bro. And so the thing that gets me is when I went to Europe, so many marble statues there was a statue of david there was a real and there was a fake one we we couldn't touch the real one because it was I, old i would think so <laughs> <laughs> some things were falling off but there were some other like lesser sculptures that were open for people you know not many people were touching them but when i went into the loo there were some that i passed by and kind of put my hand on and in me doing that i realized that Nowadays, if we want something that's smooth, we take some sandpaper and just yeah. There's, there's a lot more intricacy that goes into connecting with that artwork when yeah. you're able to experience it. Yeah, like the sculptors, the sculptors at that time, they didn't have sandpaper. Mm-hmm. How do they get the rock that's smooth with a chisel and a hammer? Time, I believe, <laughs> just time, blood, sweat, tears. 
I'm just like it, it takes a it takes a few passes with some sand like going up the chain of sandpaper to get wood to that kind of smoothness. Granted, wood's a different medium, but still. Yeah, I want to talk about. Um, you said you hate museums, and I think um, it's interesting you say that. Do you believe that want is restricted sometimes in certain environments that we inhabit today? Yeah. Like honestly, I think <laughs> maybe we can drop the facade of want at this point. Maybe what we're talking about more is desire. Mm -hmm. How would you distinguish between the two? I don't think there is a difference. Okay. Um, well, at least for me, I don't know how other people think about it. Because for me, desire is more as uh, a, is a, is a deeper, deeper, I don't want to say personal, more of a deep, deep, deeply rooted goal in a way. I don't want to use the same word to define the word. Mm -hmm. um, All right, let, let's do this. So when I was in elementary school, and it's funny how the things that will stick with you, we had a class where we talked about need and want. Um, the teacher said that a need is something that you cannot live without. So mm -hmm. um, if we're looking at Maslow's hierarchy of needs, you have your base level and those are your base needs. So food water, shelter, sleep, sleep, you know, things that you air. you need, air, etc. A want is something that is not necessary to survive. It's just an additional luxury or aspect of something. I, I can want, um, you know, a strawberry cheesecake. I don't need a strawberry cheesecake to live. I just need, you know, rice and beans and I'll hmm. be good. Um, um, so like for me, then, sorry, let me get this out. And when it comes to desire, I would argue personally that there's an additional elevation to want, but I'll, I'll let you go ahead and tackle that first before I get into it. Um, so what came into my head was my decision to leave school. Um, you know, there's this need for sustain your life. Like there's the need for food, shelter, water, sleep. And in this world, that's, it's hard to obtain those without money. Right. So then those get combined into the form of you need money, you need funding. Yeah, you need to be financially stable. Yes. So growing up, especially as an immigrant kid, um, the one way to accomplish that need is to go to school, get a degree, get a job and work. However, my desire to do more and be more than just that um not necessarily outweighed the need but read re redirected the means in which to achieve that need right um for instance creating my own enterprise yeah that will still fund the need while I also achieve my desire. I think especially in a pandemic, it's beautiful to witness that the wants from just wanting to not be confined to the traditional system of getting a job and getting out of the system just allows you to really flourish. You've went from making candles. <laughs> that was your first <laughs> business endeavor. Grad 
took my graduation money and was like, uh, I'm gonna make candles. <laughs> People like but, candles. But that, was, that was your want, and today it's developed into an actual licensed business to where you're manufacturing different things, and as the brand evolves and develops, so do you. Mm-hmm. I think what you've wanted truly out of all the decisions you made was an experience that you can call your own, not something that was manufactured by somebody else around you. Yeah. Um, in a way, I re- like in, in what you said where need is it's necessary in order to live versus want is not necessary, um, but then desire. Uh, for me, I could have taken the need route where I go to school and get a job and or get a degree then get a job I mean you and, did you didn't need to you know at the time there wasn't another option for you well for me for me like what I'm trying to get at is in chasing the need I'd have to sacrifice the want uh but then I think the desire is a combination of both okay get a little deeper into that for me so mentally remaining in school and possibly after my mental health would have declined uh i didn't realize how low it was until i made the decision to finally leave school and obtain my desire but having having chasing your desire is necessary um, in my opinion, the more you withhold it and sacrifice it, the more you have it within your mind, and then you almost become depressed and have regrets. Yeah. Um, it's like, I can sacrifice wants. Like, oh, yeah, I want cheesecake. Right. I can sacrifice that. But my desire to experience more of the world than just sit in one spot and work for the rest of my life. Right. So check this. On the last part that I recorded with Raphael, um, we spoke on the subject of dreams. And, you know, you can take that as something that you take when you go to sleep, you have dreams. Or if you have a goal for yourself, then it becomes a dream Mm -hmm. in a long-term sense. You know, I'm looking to achieve this goal. It's a dream. With desire, I don't think those two are too far away from each other. But you're able to seize a dream more concretely than you are with a want. What do I mean by that? I want to go travel, like Charles had said earlier. You know, that could mean, and I think, you know, English is limited with our language, so there's not a whole bunch we can do about that. But I want to travel. Start, start speaking Spanish. And yeah. <laughs> COVID is preventing me from traveling at this very moment. <clears throat> However, if my desire is strong enough, which surpasses my will or my want, I'll be able to make that a reality. I desire to have an experience that will change me once I travel. I desire to consume a new dish that I have never gotten to try or something that I had one time years ago and I was like I have to go back Mm -hmm. there's a burning sense within you of this want is so big that without it becoming a need (laughs) it needs to be fulfilled yeah that 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 that's the thing like 
between want, desire, and need for me is a desire is it, it affects your life as well if you don't obtain it. Yes. And you won't die like tomorrow or three minutes without oxygen, three days without water. Like you won't die from it yeah. within that same timeline. But you will severely have long-term effects, effects yeah. if you like, don't pursue desire. It'll really decline. Like your, for instance, me, my mental health. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting to see during COVID, yeah, um, it's allowing a lot more desires to be fulfilled. There are a lot of people who are like, hey, I I, I got kicked out of job because, you know, my company closed because of COVID. However, because of that, they're now able to chase their desire because they don't have anything else to do because they're stuck at home. Right. Um, in terms of traveling, however, we may not be able to leave the country but parks are still open. Not like, you know, the yeah. little kitty park, but like, like national there's, there's parks. There's places for you to explore within your own region still. Yeah, that was something. Things I that did. you might not have considered that still fulfill that itch. Mm-hmm. And that, that could be the, the starting point. Yeah. Um, I want to get a boat and sail the world. I think that's your, your dream. Now, with that, there are a lot of places in the world where I get off the boat and I'll have to hike somewhere or just hike along a trail or just walk through the woods to get to a desired view. Um, or even just in a different country, like, you know how cool it would be to walk up the Great Wall of China, to walk along the Great Wall of China? I mean, you can fly there and do that right now. But to say, I yeah. boated to China, cross... <laughs> well, no, 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 no. <laughs> just the walking bar, just the walking bar. Because the, the point I'm getting at is you, at some point, you will be doing a lot of walking hiking yeah. granted you're not wearing a big heavy backpack or if you're backpacking but you could still fulfill the entry level by going to your your state park oh okay i see so in the midst of covid there's still a way to achieve a travel desire even though we cannot no we can leave the country other countries won't allow us <laughs> in but we're allowed to leave just not enter. But this is an American-based podcast. <laughs> We're sorry, guys. <laughs> We're trying to help. <laughs> so, um, as a self-made man, Charles, I like to call you that because from day one, you've been MacGyvering all sorts of things in our life. Whether we're camping, whether we're <laughs> just trying to make a simple setup. As a self-made man, how do you decide to pursue what it is that you want? Because I feel like a lot of times in life, as I was saying in the Dreams podcast, we're restricted to ourselves. We don't feel entitled to be able to go after what we want. What's your perspective on that? For me, it usually starts with a problem that I might have. Um, And it also connects to the freedom that I also desire. Uh, Let's see. For example learning how to screen print and print my own t-shirts. Right. Uh, That started out with, hey, it would be pretty cool to have t-shirts as a way of expressing my artwork for my business. So I went on different websites, um, screen printing websites, and I didn't really do a deep in-depth search on it, 
But the gist that I was getting was I didn't have the capital that they required for a a down and a minimum order of shirts. I didn't have that capital at the time. So, you know, what I've been doing my entire life is I don't have the money, but I have the ability to learn the skill. So I learned how to screen print. I I learned how how it works, how to set it up, how to make the components. So the only things that I haven't made when it comes to me screen printing has been the emulsion, the ink, the squeegee, <laughs> the 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 silk of the screen frame. You're giving up a lot of things right now that you haven't made, so it might <laughs> seem like you know. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm just yeah. I can't I can't do that. I don't think legally either. <laughs> there's certain things have there. There's some long names on those bottles, definitely. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't think I want those in my house, in their raw form. Um, but as far as screen printing goes. I make my own screens. I buy the wood from Home Depot and then I cut them to size, staple them together, yeah. make the frame. You take the time and the efforts necessary to make that a reality. Yeah. And even like recently someone asked me, so did you buy a, a, a screen printing machine? I said, no. They're like, how do you do it? I was like, well, I made it. <laughs> <laughs> because I once again ran into a... I have a I have an obstacle mentality. Um, there's an obstacle in my way, and there's some people who they see the obstacle and they they kind of stop. Yeah. For me, and the way my dad also mentioned when I was younger is like there are multiple solutions to a problem. So for me, I see an obstacle and either I can walk around it. But if it's too wide, that's take too long. I could crack through it, but it's too tough. Why not build over it? <laughs> you know what you're capable of. <laughs> so, so you're the best person to tackle the situation. If you have that brute strength, blast on through. Yeah. If you can pole vault, pole vault, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, let me see. So in person pursuing my want um it, for me it starts out with <laughs> a desire um it <laughs> comes back full circle yeah and from there i find a solution to solve a impediment to my desire yeah you don't want to let that fester you don't want it to overcome you yeah. So, for instance, the boat. Mm-hmm. Um, you you know my idea of getting a retired school bus, converting it, living and traveling the country. Right. And from the moment I had the thought, I had a problem. I am landlocked. <laughs> <laughs> and that ruined me because everything on the... Western Hemisphere is connected. I could go from I could drive from Canada. What's this? 
it's the most southern country in South America. <laughs> oh, in South America? You yeah. can't drive through to South America. You can. Really? Mm-hmm. I'm learning a lot today. Panama's <laughs> only split because of the canal. Well, I believe, um, and I hope I'm not wrong, I believe Chile is the most southern part in South America, <laughs> the, but... The, the, the horn of South America. Oh, gosh. But yeah, like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure you could drive from Canada all the way to South America. Is it recommended? No. <laughs> I don't even think <laughs> you I would think want to do that. Yeah, like, I mean... But... I realize I'm very landlocked. So then, what about? I was thinking, I was like, okay, if I wanted to go see the Eastern world, then I could fly over to like Europe and do the same thing. But I can't have the size of a bus because of the smaller roads and specialty laws there. And here it comes. Here comes a, a funny little <laughs> video. It said, man lives on boat for two years. And as soon as I saw it, Got it. Just made sense in your head. It's like, oh, por qué no los dos? Exactly. So that, 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 for me, it's a solution to a problem. Mm-hmm. And now, if I do both, I can sail anywhere in the world. You hop t- off. You obtain the freedom that you desire. Hop off in a port, check into a country, and then I can be a traveler not a tourist. Right. I could go to the deep, the deep part of the country where a tourist will never go and then experience it to the fullest. Then if I want, which I probably will build like a house in like parts of the world. (laughs) Folks, the goal is to just build everything that you desire. (laughs) If you can't build it, you probably shouldn't have it. (laughs) Um, build a house and then then I can house my my uh, van life yeah. my bus life and then from there it's like well exactly. I can go deeper Just do what you want to do <laughs> it's like I can't go in the I can't go through the through the Sahara with my boat I could do I it with a van I was gonna say I wouldn't even want to do it with a van <laughs> but I guess another desire is uh, this one's kind of I mean, you know, but it's not something I broadcast as much. Um, my desire for space. Mm. Uh, like from space exploration or like distant space? <laughs> space exploration. Okay, yeah, I was like, these are two different frontiers, my friend. <laughs> Mental sphere and the uh, stratosphere. <laughs> <laughs> so, from from when we first came here, from when we first came to America. Right. I should, I forgot that. <laughs> <laughs> There's a third. Um, I I first got introduced to Star Wars through the game. Then I got acquainted with the movies when I moved to Georgia. And then from there, the curiosity took off. Um, how cool would it be... <laughs> To, to pilot your own ship in space. You know, it's funny you say Star Wars. For me, it wasn't that. It was Transformers. I came to America. I saw the action figures and I was like, robots from outer space? That's <laughs> realistic. <laughs> and I always wanted to be an astronaut. I had everything space themed. You know, I put the stars on my ceiling that glue in the dark. Oh, bro. Yeah. From, ch- from birth. From birth. <laughs> I wanted it. And to this day... 
I think about, man, I can't wait to be in an office from my nine to five. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, there's people like trying to figure out at the same time, how are we going to get the next person in the space? You know, how are we going to advance our technology? So like, <laughs> I know it's, it's, <laughs> you, you want to be a nine to five? I don't want to, oh. be, but I find it hard to imagine a psychiatrist who's taking meetings in outer space. You know what? Just because you said that, I'm gonna get you that job. Oh my goodness! So, so here's here's the point I was getting at. I want to go to space. That scares the britches off of me. Oh wow! <laughs> because that is so. I'm scared of heights. I should I should I should put that there. But more so, I scare myself because like I start to think through what all could happen you, from you that. plan to sail the deep dark blue of the ocean <laughs> don't remind me but are afraid of space <laughs> <laughs> no i'm not afraid of space it's so the heights of space <laughs> <laughs> more so the way they got rid of what was it the, the not dio but in part two the the when they find him at the space oh, he kept floating yeah <laughs> floating a drift in space for years on end with nobody to calm you down <laughs> so so it for me my fears kind of come out of my overthinking and but it 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 scares me because that's so new does it place a limitation on your want no it, do, it does not mm. Because, so, you know, we're used to, we wake up in the morning, oxygen's around us. We no, we open our front door, it's there. We open our window, it's there. In space, <laughs> you better hope that there's no hole in the cabinet. <laughs> so, yeah, so there's the fear of just little things like that. Uh there's a a very sharp limitation on oxygen, food, water. Yeah, food's scarce on Earth, but you're locked in a big room. I mean, space rock is not nutritious, I'll let you know. <laughs> How would you know, Bradley? <laughs> um, but beyond the fear, I... I've been, I've been, not heavily, but I've been tracking what's been going on with, do I want to say the second space race? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'll call it second, 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 second space race, because instead of it being, oh, who's going to be the first on Mars, it's going to be which private industry is going to set up shop in space first. Right. And who's going to establish this new frontier? Yeah. Like space hotel my guy oh so (laughs) earlier this year i i visited home and on the plane there was a series i can't remember it right now but it had three parts there was space manufacturing slash industry um space mining and space like living and they basically talked about the different areas in space, um, the different what, economic 
economics, economics. Uh, I don't know how to say that. Uh, basically, the the major the major bumps that need to be figured out for space. Yeah, for a colony to exist. More or less, right? Um, and the one that really caught my eye was space mining. Beyond just it being lucrative, but there is a need. Um, fuel and water and it's really expensive for rockets to send up water to space stations because fuel and water because of the weight Um, so they were saying that if you mine an asteroid where there is water or frozen ice you can then turn that into drinking water as well as it has it has the components to make rocket fuel. Yeah. And that would have been the basis of habit or an economy for habitability. Um for instance like a space hotel from a private company. So that being my my final I want to build a company either of space mining or space manufacturing something something that handles in space because that is my my want from a kid i've always wanted to be in space explore space despite the fear that that kind of gets conjured up with it am i no you're good okay yeah um so I guess that's another means of my of my obtaining my want. Yeah, let's go ahead and wrap this up. I'll ask you one last question. If you hope to create something for the future that will become a need, what would you want it to be? Create something for the future if you were to create something for the future that you would want it to become a need, what would it be? Hmm. Something future that I would want to become a need. Um, I guess like a small, a small idea that I've sort of had and whoever hears this and decides to use it, feel free. Um, it was something cool that I thought of a few years ago where what if instead of those little reflector thingies on the interstate and ground on the almost said tarmac <laughs> on those streets and roads instead of those reflector things what if they were LED like solar powered yeah yeah um I have a fascination for LEDs in the dark. I love how they look, they're vibrant. And the initial idea stemmed from like lighting up sidewalks, especially for people who like to take walks at night. Right, or jog, make them feel safer. Yeah, so they kind of proximity turn on for a section so that you could see that you're not the only one. Mm -hmm. um, 
as well as a way to kind of outline that, hey, this is a sidewalk and this is not a sidewalk. Um, but I I drive and I enjoy driving, but there, there are areas where I'm not legally blind. <laughs> I am still by law able to drive. However, there are areas where because it is dark, I can't see the road as well as I normally could. Right. Um, and so in my head, it would be so cool if not just on the side of the road, but as well as in the lanes, even where they're doing, even where like the lines have been really run over and rubbed out, that would be so necessary. Yeah. there's. It's like, it's out of a desire for safety and for really just preservation. Yeah, and yeah. It, it also looked pretty cool. <laughs> the whole Tron aesthetic to it of just, you know, laser lights following you everywhere you go. <laughs> but it doesn't necessarily have to be like a long strip of light. It no, could just be yeah. little blocks, blocks, blocks. But not like really inexpensive. Mm-hmm. I think the most of the expense would probably be making it robust for cars to drive over on a constant. But that's how they that's how they hand that's how they handle the reflector things. Right. Why can't you take that same mentality and move it to a couple LEDs, a battery, and solar panel? Yeah. Um, and for the LEDs, it's not like you have to do a whole lot. Like you're not trying to. Well, in my in my vision, or in my vision, it's not a whole lot of. Oh, they're going to change color depending on such and such. correction that just changed (laughs) um it would be cool if they did for instance if you're driving on the interstate and there's a lane blocked like miles down the road miles up the road like the lane like the light will like change to red yeah it's like hey move over there where it's back to normal color um a bit of foresight yeah uh Again, whoever is the infrastructure engineer listening to this, you're making millions. So yeah, go go ahead and do it. I have a lot on my plate right now. Just just give a shout out to be more vocal <laughs> and, and, and Charles. Um, my name is Charles Michael Hewlett for the uh, the copyright <laughs> um, of the idea of the idea, not the podcast. Um, but yeah, I think that's that's one of those things that I would like to. Mm-hmm. It would be, it would be, if I see it happen, I'd be thrilled. That's, that would be your mark on, it doesn't one, have, one of your marks. Yeah, it doesn't have to be by me either. Yeah. But it, it falls in, especially with cars becoming electric. I love electricity, but everything starts to fall in sort of an order of leaving the, the past. Yeah. It's like technology is getting such a boost um we're relieving combustion engines never been interested in cars by the way combustion engines weren't it i hate loud cars (laughs) i really do like there are some cars where they're loud but there's a certain tone though where i can where i'm like oh that's kind of nice but other cars where it's just don't be loud it's a no for me um but leaving leaving that past of 
Because we've been on fossil fuels for a yeah. long time. It, it all goes back to the establishment in terms of what we have had before us already. And in finding the freedom to not only to dream, but to chase our wants, our desires, you know. And just change the scope and change of change the scope of things. Create, like, innovate, make things better. Um, that's, I mean, that's what Be More is all about. I've said that before. Change the status quo, challenge what's around you. And it all starts within yourself, you know. Um, I don't think I have anything else to say. It's getting pretty late. <laughs> oh yeah, you you, yeah, you have to you have to end this because I won't. I have yeah. a lot to say. There's there's been a lot of <laughs> rambling, but I thank you guys for keeping up with us and listening to this late night edition of the Be More Vocal podcast. I hope that you all are able to enjoy this and get something worthwhile from it. And I hope you'll tune into the next episode. With that. I'm signing off. Have a good night. Or not a good night, but have a good day. No, no, really, really, really. Yeah. Like, I feel honored to be a part of this because. For those who don't know, I guess this will be the little added endum, if that's the right word. The ending portion. The PS. Yes, the PS. Um, Charles is the one who began his podcast before me. Um, he's one of the people that's helped shape this experience and mentor me from here and there, and even gave me the platform that I began developing this for. And I think without his want of elevating the people around him we wouldn't even have this today we wouldn't have this experience i wasn't expecting all that no i mean since we're pouring our hearts out (laughs) talking about our dreams and stuff oh my gosh the tears are warming (laughs) with that guys i hope you guys take care and we'll see you guys next time yep peace